everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. We have a follow-up episode to last week, as I explained last um, in episode nine, if you're wondering. we I had Jared on and we explained a little bit about the backstory of Boise and who we were there and how we became those people. And Kelly and Cody wait are some of the most dear people in the world to my family. Kelly and Cody took Jared and I under their wings and they taught us that value of a full life has has plenty of room for play, especially uh, physical play. So these two people have had full lives of accomplishments and are both talented humans and athletes on uh, multiple podiums in multiple sports. They share their love of just about everything with others, and they pass on their knowledge to people willing to put in the work, and they take great pride in the coaching they are able to share with others. They are some of the most generous, genuine people, and their example is a legacy in it of itself. So I hope you find value in what they share today, and we'll jump right in. We're here with Kelly and Cody Waite. They're amazing. And... They specifically helped, oh my gosh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Five minutes in and Sarah's bawling. Okay. I'm not going to look at you then. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we're talking to them today because they're incredible people. And they seem to exude that awesomeness everywhere they go. They are lifetime active people. They have played all sorts of sports. They have done all sorts of things. They have competed in every level of competition. They are amazing people who lead people to goodness and they exude joy in everything they do. So we're talking to them today because they are an influence for good and they've highly impacted my life. And so I wanted to share their goodness with you. So we're going to jump right in with, if you broke your life into decades individually, is there a decade that you played more than other decades? Well, if I look back to at a young age, all I can remember is um, my brother and sister and I outside, um, we had seasons in in our community. We had a baseball season, a basketball season, a football season, and whether we were mowing the grass in a nearby field to create a baseball field or building a, a ramp to jump off and to be able to dunk a basketball or, or playing football over at the park, um, it seemed like we just wanted to be outside playing or doing something. Um, that's, that's, I look back to the early childhood days, that, that's all I can remember. I mean, obviously we love the outdoors, but we just like to make up games and, and play sports as well. How are you, Kelly? Um, same thing. Thinking back to like as like a kid, we were always outside building forts and making things out of sticks and just we made our forts our homes. We were little motherly kids, <laughs> me and my friends. We were always yeah. being moms, playing house, and the bushes were our homes. And we created kitchens and and did all that sort of play. I always wanted to be a mom. Of course. So played the, as a mom. All the charming childhood stories. Yes. Okay, so then after childhood, at what point did you kind of leave that behind? 
did you leave that sort of play, the physical act of thinking you were playing? Uh, no, I don't think we ever left it behind. I think we just um, kept doing it, magnified it, uh, wanted to do it more and more, and then it led into sports, and sports um, became a big part of my life personally and um, didn't see any um, time of stopping. Then it became dreams of playing professional baseball and, and other things that I, that I desired to, to do. So it just became more work, no regrets. Nice. Yeah, I think for me, mine turned into cheerleading and dance, and that was fun for me to express my creativity that way. And I loved bringing joy to other people and to myself and had fun entertaining. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Everywhere. True yellow. Yes, sure. I am a big yeah. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so as you then got married and came together and had kids, how did you, because kids can't play at the same level as an elite athlete like the both of you, right? So. Did you feel like you had to dumb it down? Did you feel like you just pushed your kids to keep up? How do you balance that with parenthood? I think fun is the first thing that comes to mind and fun for them. Um, not necessarily needs to be exactly what I, I want to do or they don't, don't need to be exactly like I am. And, and they don't even have to become the level of athlete that I became, but I'm more so I'm just thinking, what is fun for them? What are, they, what are their individual talents? What are their abilities? And how can I help them find those, develop those, and experience the joy that I experienced as I found and developed mine? And they change at all different age levels. And some develop soon and some develop later. And some talents and skills and abilities appear out of nowhere. And so it's just fun to just be a part of their life and give them the opportunity to, to be outside, to enjoy the outdoors and to experience as much as possible um, to, to find what brings them joy and to help them along the way. It's just giving kids an opportunity to um, experience play. Yeah, I think we're pretty big at trying to do uh, fun family outings, you know, mm -hmm. get them together as a family. I, I always like the idea of you know, doing things together as a family, whether we're camping or hiking or swimming or family vacations, just things that they'll remember doing together as a family. We look at, we used to look at the weekends, and if you look at the summer, you maybe have eight, just a few Saturdays, if you really look at it. And we just made it a point that we were going to do something or go somewhere. And typically, where most people live, they, there's somewhere that you could go and something that you could and something you could experience new. Um, they don't always have to be great experiences, but it's just experiences. You're just going out and doing something. And um, so some, some simple things, um, things that don't even cost money, but um, just being together, getting out and doing something, making it a point to, um, to not, miss, not miss a weekend. Yeah. Did both of your parents raise you with cultures like that? Were you sort of planned out and said, we only have this X amount of time. Let's fill it with as much fun as we can. <laughs> I feel like for me, like there's six kids in my family and, um, and it's not like we grew up with a ton of money, but we 
we're always in the mountains, I feel like, or just being doing fun, goofy things as a family. It was constant music video making. Um, we had a swimming pool, so it was playing in the pool and just I always remember being goofy with my siblings. So it might not have been going anywhere, but we did a lot together as a family. That, and I think that's why I'm so huge and passionate on I want that tight family unit because that's what I had and I loved it. And you're still close with all of your siblings. Super close. Yeah. yeah. You guys and are... we still have a party when we get together. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're very similar in that way where we just enjoyed the outdoors, the outdoor lifestyle quite a bit, hunting, fishing, um, hiking. So it's just pretty much just kind of how we were raised. Um, I, I don't remember going on very many family vacations at all. I, we didn't have a lot of money to go on um, trips out of state, but I remember just um, being outside, being outdoors, um, and doing things with my family. And I think that's, that's really what matters. I don't think you have to be able to put together these great vacations, but simple things. Okay, so then as you've been adults and your kids are older, I mean, where kids are all the same ages as mine, but do you find yourself getting into a different phase of wanting to learn something new and trying something new? Because when we lived here, CrossFit wasn't a thing yet, right? And was that just sort of a natural transition for where you were fitness-wise, or did you have to logically transfer, I'm going to try this out, and I think I would be good at it? Mm, For me, I think it was... It just wasn't really brought to my attention yet. Um, I had known a few people who had kind of done it, and I was like, oh, you know, just where we live, there wasn't one close. It's expensive. I know how to work out on my own. I don't need that. But then I feel like once I watched my sister compete, I was like, I need to do that. That, is, that looks so fun. Yes. That was my first thing, yeah. watching her do 100 pull-ups. I'm like, I want to do that. That looks so fun. So I think for me it was more just – and I was done having babies. You know, my kids were starting to get a little older where I could take that time away. Yeah. To go take some time for myself. Now, was that like, that wasn't like a competitive thing. That was, I want to join in. Yeah. That was, I see a community here that I want to join into. Mm-hmm. Not an intimidation of, I don't know how to do that. I won't approach that from the outside. Yeah. No, it was, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. It looks fun. So then did you get Cody into it? How, how did that transition work? Because both of you seemed to... We started at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my background, I, I was a starting corner in Division One football, and that's quite the strength and conditioning program there. I think after you go through a program like that, you see CrossFit, and you're like, uh, I'm done. I can't do that. That's way <laughs> too hard. Um, but, but in reality, I, I look at... Um, fitness and working out. And I think, I think this would help a lot of people if you would just, if you would just go and start and do something um, for your mind, because it, it just makes us feel good. Um, it do, you don't really have to focus so much on the results of how you look, but just how you feel. Um, CrossFit was a program that because it was team-based, um, it made you feel good emotionally and physically because of the camaraderie and team experience. It, it allows you to compete um, individually um, to measure your own, your, own, your own progress. So there's a lot of good things about it. And then, again, you don't have to push yourself to the elite level that we did in college. But you can participate at any level and at any age and get the mental experience out of it where you're feeling more confident and more happy. 
and and then inevitably those results follow. But I think leading with how do I feel? I want to feel more positive. I want to be more energetic. I want to find more joy. I want to experience the energy and excitement from other people. And really, that's what sports do. I mean, even the sports growing up, and as I coach Little League and other sports today, the focus is more on just learning how to forgive ourselves, learning how to forgive others, um, learning how to deal with adversity, uh, you know, and teaching that to others. I mean, that's what training is all about. That's what learning a new skill is all about, is, is learning that we can, we can better ourselves, but we can also learn to be patient and forgiving of ourselves. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned um, intuitive, like it makes you more intuitive with your body. Is there a point, because, because you've both been active your entire lives, I would assume that you know when things feel good, when things don't, sort of just naturally, it's sort of in your ingrained. Is there a point in time where you had to be more intentional with your intuition with your body? Like you had to transition out of, oh, this is just normal, natural, this is what I do, to suddenly, oh, this is a different level and something doesn't feel right or something doesn't, because I assume both of you would have had even minor injuries, right? At the yeah. levels that you, you've taken things, you've had to have had even minor yeah. <laughs> something, right. right? I've never had an injury. <laughs> we never kidding. say never. No. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that's her rule. But um, yeah, obviously I'm, you know, we're, I'm ultra competitive. She's competitive. But there's got to be a point where you have to pay attention to your body, how you feel where you're at and understand um, the levels of competition and the importance of being competitive or importance of pulling back a little bit competitiveness. Uh, I don't think it's, it's necessarily good once you're through a competitive sports career to, to focus so much on what other people are doing. And even in, in, in college, that's not a good practice for me to worry about what everyone else is doing in their fitness and their training more. The best practice is always just to focus on yourself, what you need to do. What, but in injury wise, I mean, I've had six surgeries. You know, I turned forty and ruptured my Achilles tendon and had to get a labrum repaired in my hip, and um, and these are just wear and tear on my body. And I don't think it has to do a lot with what I put my body through. As as I said, wear and tear, but is maybe just the anatomy of my body, but. Uh, but there's still, now I can get back into a gym. I can go work out. There's plenty of things I can do. I just won't do it at the level. Yeah, right. Well, so. I mean, trying to keep up with a 20-year-old. Well, that's not true. I'm talking to Cody Waite here, guys. Like, <laughs> the, the guy can jump a car, and you think I'm joking. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but um, so for me to keep up with a 20-year-old, it's impossible. For you, maybe there's some 20-year-olds you can still totally beat off the line and totally get it. But having that injury, do you find your intuition resetting? Or do you have to fight it to say, no, I have to take myself back a few levels to heal to get? Well, no, it's, I, I, don't, I don't fight it. It's just that I, um, I don't need to do that um, to find joy and to see results. And so, and that's okay. And we're all supposed to be different and we're all supposed to be on different levels. And we're not supposed to be the same. It's okay if you want to, you look up to somebody and you want to be like them and you strive to compete to, to be as good as them or better than them. But 
to what extent you've just got to be careful that there's some balance there you've got to realize where you're at in your life and just understand that you still can compete and find joy in competing but you got to be careful i i'm basically finally now starting to go okay maybe i need to back it off a little bit yeah i'm not going to load as heavy of weight or i'm not i don't really need to go that extraneous so i think that's what you're asking um know your body basically be aware of your body and um push it but don't have to push it to an extreme i know the success comes from consistency it doesn't come from one big home run it's just simple base hits so it's the same with with anything in your life um just simple basic consistency see much bigger results safer way i think for me like i started crossfit and mentally it was super good for me i suddenly didn't care about you know what the scale said i found out that it was my body was a tool and i had this great tool for this sport of crossfit and i got competitive and i competed nationally in weightlifting and i trained a lot and I feel like for me, when I think, where do I need to pull back? Mine was more from like a personal standpoint, like I was giving too much time to the gym and it was so fun for me and I, and I was good at it. And I'm like, Oh, I like this. I'm good at it. But I thought, and Cody and I had the conversation, like, what is my purpose in this? What is my plan? Like, am I trying to be, you know, hit world records like that'd be cool like I got some state records and I took third at nationals but I'm like I had to realize like my main purpose is to be a mom and be there for my kids and this is my fun and I can still have fun but I needed to find balance in what I was doing and and at first I was like what no like this is you know it's me it's me you time. wanted to fight for it and yeah. I and then I'm like you're right. Like not you're right. Not Cody's right. But for me thinking I'm right. Like, no, I do. I need to pull back. I can still have fun. I think everyone needs to take time for themselves and do what they love, but in like moderation. And so I feel like for me, that's where I learned. It wasn't more like injuries that were, I'm like, I need to pull back a little, but it was, I was getting too consumed in this sport because I was having so much fun. You know, you need balance. So I pulled back and and I'm still having fun. Like I, I work out every day. I pull up the workout. That's when I feel like you know that you found something that you love. I'm still excited every day to go out, to go out in and, the gym. Yeah. Like most people dread it. And to me, I'm like, it's still so fun for me. And I'm not hitting the weights that I hit when I was competing. And I'm totally fine with that. I am now hitting new PRs for the age I'm at so that I still can do this 10 years from now. I don't want to wear myself out, but in 10 years, I can't do anything. I'm like, I want to stay active. And so I need to make sure, like, you know, Cody was saying, too, there's no reason for me to load as heavy weight. Right. You know, that I over, am getting older. The overall goal is to not be the very best right this second yeah. that you'll be ever. Yeah. You know, like the the point is to not peak ever. Yep. Just, right? a, to slow, have a, steady, just a slow, steady, slow, steady climb. Yep. And sometimes I'll just and plateau then, for a while and that's fine. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's still good. progress. Yep. Moving forward. I'm not going down <laughs> and I will dip down and that will be my new normal. I'm sure. And then 10 years I'll dip down and that's my new normal. But as long as I can still do what I love 
totally happy. Then that overall progression yeah. is your goal. Yep. Yeah. Just and to continue to do it. I love that. Like, I mean, because I've watched you run marathons. I've watched you. I mean, I've watched you do all sorts of things. Yes. Like, and I've seen photographic evidence of <laughs> lots of things that predating me. Yeah. And I love both of your, because both of you, we switched off going to the gym. Kelly would take me. Cody would take Jared. And they worked us over. <laughs> but in a way that was sustainable for us. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could walk out in a gym and they would say, okay, here's 300 pounds and you're going to put it over your head. <laughs> but like there, there would be none of that. They would, I mean, you would stair step us in, you would encourage us, and then you would gently nudge us forward saying, no, I think you've been doing this a while now. You can, you can get heavier. You can go farther. You can do more. And that to me is your ultimate gift to so many people because it's not about you and them. It's about all of us together being the best we can be individuals, but as a group, you're, it's phenomenal. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think for sure. Once I started really coaching in CrossFit, I was like, man, I love coaching. I love helping people better themselves and have a blast doing it. Like when I coached, we were the class, we danced and we were goofy and, but we got work done. Yeah. And I know that Cody's the same. Like we both have a passion for teaching kids and helping them. And he's big with the speed training, but it's so fun to then go to these kids meets. Yeah. These track meets and watch them just like, like, how do you not tear up? Like you're just so proud. Well, you've seen their progression and you care about that progression and you invest. Like you guys are investors everywhere. You just spread the good. There's abundant good for everybody and Mm -hmm. you just spread it around and make it one big happy mess. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And all all this, we're just volunteers. All this stuff is just volunteer work that um, the reward for us is to see the progress. And and it's funny that we're amazed. We shouldn't be. We've seen it so much, but we're always amazed how quickly and, and people are amazed how quickly and how much they can accomplish just by just by being consistent and then and finding joy in it and seeing those results both from sports and from physical weightlifting or conditioning programs. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Uh, the reward for any coach really is is that the joy that the other person receives. Any good coach for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to circle around to that last question that we talked about in the beginning. So what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Well, for me, I I I'm all about my message really to everybody is no regrets. And so I try to live that way. Um, Hard work, um, consistency. And so the legacy that I want to leave is that um, really helping people understand that through patience and believing in themselves, they can accomplish incredible things. It just requires patience because it takes time to realize your talents, to develop those talents. And the best thing I can do is just be an example of um, consistently being a hard worker, a positive person, a positive role model, a person that um, has, is known for uplifting and building individuals up. Um, I, I think if, if, you know, I could leave, if I left this world known as, man, that, that guy made an impact in my life, and it could have been. And these impacts are done in very simple ways. It's not like, wow, he completely changed my life. 
it could just be that um, spent a moment with me. He said something to me. He encouraged me to keep going. He helped me to believe in myself. I mean, those, those type of things um, should be important to all of us. What we're saying, what we're doing. And I, and I know I just want to get better at it. I, I have great thoughts of many people, and sometimes I don't share those thoughts. And so I'm still working on it. I'm nowhere ready to leave a legacy. I'm still trying to get better at it. Um, of just letting people know how great they are and to not doubt. I mean, like podcast gold right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, it's uh, have fun. Um, don't take yourself too serious. You know, really just enjoy those moments that you have. And, um, you know, I think of me, I, I am pretty carefree, but I also feel like I work hard at what I want. And so, you know, work hard, give it your all. But, you know, when things fall apart, don't crumble, you know, just try to stay positive. And I think the power of like positivity is so big. And if we can just keep that positive outlook on things that, you know, it'll be good for us. And I just, I mean, I feel like I'm huge on just trying to include everybody and make everyone kind of feel loved and accepted because I think that's what everyone needs. And so I just, I try to include them and make it fun and just be happy, be that light for others that, you know, they might not have in their life and just try to better the world that way. I love it. Okay. I mean, good grief guys. Like, Done and done. We're just like, and cut. Like, there it is. Okay, is there anything you would tell your kids about how to grow up playful? Like, if they could take one thing out of this, what would that be that they could go to over and over? Well, I think I think for my kids, my message kind of really, remains the same, and that is to do everything with 100% effort. It's really the only thing that we can control um, is effort and our attitude. And, uh, and those two things are really important. They're really the foundation to success because there's so many other variables that are out of our control. And so I just ask our kids to put in um, all the effort with a positive attitude and to continue to press forward no matter uh, what kind of adversity you face because adversity is just unavoidable. It's the only way um, through, is the only way to success. There's just, there's no other way um, to success. And so I think that's just the message. No regret lifestyle. Do everything that you can and whatever is, is. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this a couple times, Maddox and I, my oldest, um, you know, just like with sports and stuff, he'll get really down and just be grumpy for a while. But he had come to, I think it's easy lots of times to see people's highlight reel and think, you know, they're always improving. They're always succeeding, especially with like social media. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the kids came to a, a competition that I competed, competed in. And I just had, I was super sore from like the, the week before I had a broken toe. Anyways, I did not do well. And it was hard, and I wanted to be the best there because I'm like, there's no reason I shouldn't be. I should be beating these other people. And, and I was frustrated, and I was mad. And I have a picture of myself with my hands and my head in my hands on the ground because I was just mad. 
And I came home that day and Maddox was pouting. I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm just mad I didn't get a PR in the Capital Classic, the mile run. And I was like, dude, that was like five hours ago. Like, you're seriously still mad? And I kind of told him, I said, you watched me today. I struggled. Like, I was so mad, right? And he's like, well, yeah. I said, but you get over it. Like, all I can be, I know that I, like Cody said, I gave 100% of what I had. I had things against me, and that's always going to be, as long as you gave your best effort, that's what you can be proud of. You're not always going to win. You're not always going to PR. You're not always going to whatever. But I'm like, if you give everything you have and have no regrets, you need to be proud of that and accept it and be like, that was how today went down. Hopefully tomorrow's better or the next one's better, you know, and, and don't be hard on yourself. Like it is what it is. Learn from it and move on. And that's exactly what employers and professional scouts and any other industry that you talked about, they're looking for the next play personality. Basically, what's next? One. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, we're at 30 minutes and I'm calling it. I think this is like beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No? Okay. All right. Okay, these two were so much fun to have on an interview, and after not seeing them in quite a while, I was so happy to see them and chat once more. I wanted to pinpoint some quick takeaways from today's episode for you. So first, positivity, patience, and consistency will take you far. So these three core values Cody and Kelly mentioned multiple times, and I assure you they practiced what they preach. Next, finding something you can get excited about and develop a love for is highly important to living a life that is joyful. It may change over time, but finding that golden ticket will help you keep up your positive momentum and give you something every day to look forward to. Third, find your people. Find a cheering section, surround yourself with people who cheer you on, build you up, and make a community. Find your people to celebrate with you, celebrate you, celebrate your abilities, and give you a helping hand where you need it. Finally, I know they did not share too much about this, but their overall message that I always take away is that life is meant to be joyfully lived. Make the joy for yourself if you can't find it elsewhere. Use that joy in your life and share it with others. Your life will then be a rich well-lived and worthwhile life to the one living it and that's you thank you for lending us your ears today i hope you and yours are safe and healthy i hope to add just a little more light and life to your light like to life today this podcast is fueled by my family's mission of the oliver fund you can find us online at theoliverfund.org or on social media at the oliver fund and at art of play podcast Thank you.